Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Uh, Sandy Rios, who was with us uh, the last half hour, if you want to listen to her show, she has her own show each morning right here on AFR. The vast majority of you listening right now know about this already, and many of you tune in to Sandy. But she's on every morning, weekday morning, from 7.05 to 8 o'clock Central Time here on American Family Radio. So... If you don't get her on one of our radio stations, uh, then download the AFR app and listen to Sandy on the AFR app. She's very, very knowledgeable, very, very informative, and uh, she does a great job for us. Hey, listen, uh, our uh, 2022, and that would be the year we're we're here on the program right now. Today's issues. 2022 is real time. Uh, our spiritual heritage tours are halfway full. So if you want to go with us, uh, we've got two trips. Well, we've got two tours, and they're back-to-back, and you can do either of them or both of them. Does that make sense? It doesn't. I'm sorry. I've got to continue. Uh, so Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. So much American history in that triangle. Uh, we're going to go there. <clears throat> That's in June and September. And then we're going to bus up to uh, Virginia, stay in Arlington, and see all the sites of our nation's capital, and then go to Mount Vernon, uh, George Washington's Mount Vernon. So we're going to do those trips. Uh, we do those every year, and... Uh, if that's something you want to take advantage of, and Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, our historian, will be with us to give us talks all along the way and answer questions. So uh, the, those are in June and September, and as I say, they're halfway full. So all you need to do, if you're interested in, in checking out that, is go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. It's with an S. SpiritualHeritageTours.com, check it out, sign up to go if you want to go with us, and we'd love to have you. My wife and I, Allison, we host it, along with Stephen McDowell and his wife, Beth. They live in Charlottesville, VA, and uh, we will, we would love to have you. It's great, we, have a, we have a lot of fun on these tours, in addition to learning so much, So, and almost everyone is an AFA, AFR supporter. Steve Jordahl's in studio with us right now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good How morning. are you, sir? I'm well, and I just have to say before starting, I don't, I don't know if you guys talked about this the first hour. Just really quickly, I am a Raider fan, a Raiders, uh, Las Vegas Raiders fan. So by definition, I really don't like the the Kansas City Chiefs. I gotta say. <laughs> However, that being said, Ray. Man, Mahomes is a genius. That was such an interesting, a great game on on Sunday. Some of those passes he made, they appear to be humanly impossible, you know. Curving the ball around one of those defenders, yeah. around him and under the arm of the defender to, to get to Tyreek Hill. Just fantastic. Yeah, really good game. All right, so that's your 
you're, that's your moment of peace as a you're reaching out to a Chiefs. That's right. This is diplomacy. Fan, this as is, a Raiders right. fan, to that's say right. we we can we can have a better world. Okay. That's right. That's right. Can't we all, all right, just get I, along? I, I listen. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about this Russia Ukraine situation because Ray, you've traveled in the Ukraine or Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, for, I want to, I got some questions and Steve does, but all right, folks, I know you've been paying, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, you know, folks, that is a very tense situation <clears throat> between, uh, NATO, including the United States, our own government and Vladimir Putin and the Russian government, because Putin has been building up a massive, uh, military force on the border with Ukraine. So Ukraine and Russia border. Ukraine was once a satellite of the Soviet Union or part of the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union. When the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, you remember that when President Reagan and so forth and and uh, what was the fellow's name? Uh, Gorbachev. Mm-hmm. It collapsed and Ukraine became its own sovereign nation again. Do I, do I have that right uh, historically? 100%. 100%. Okay. Now, Ray, tell us, uh, you, when did you, how, how many times have you been over there? Been there twice, I think about five years ago, and then again about four years, three or four years ago, to a Bible Institute over there just outside the capital city of Kiev. All right, well, tell us about the people. Do they speak Russian or do they have their own language? They have their own language, which is related to Russian, but it is not identical. And I had to get schooled when I was over there because the closer, depends on, you know, Ukraine goes uh, to a great degree east and west. And the further east you go, the more they speak Russian. The further west you go, it's Ukrainian. And then some of the Western European languages, uh, very friendly people. You know, they call Ukraine the breadbasket of Europe because the vast plains, unbelievably good farmland, they they produce uh, they produce so much so much stuff that uh, goes right to the tables of people in Europe and Russia and around the world. So their land has been fought over, Tim conquered, reconquered, conquered again. They've had periods of freedom, and then like what happened under uh, the USSR being forcibly taken into the Soviet Union, then getting their freedom. So they have lived uh, under the under the shadow of foreign domination or threat of foreign dom- domination for centuries now, which is to say, uh, I think, Steve, you, one of the comments I think you were going to make is that uh, the, somebody you talked to said that the Ukrainians are rather, um, it's business as usual because this threat of domination and threat of attack is something they have lived with. This is nothing new over there, something they've lived with for generations. That's right. I talked to a woman who just came back last week who um, has offices in Kiev and uh, just wonderful work with a nonprofit over there dealing with music and children and, and bringing cultures together anyway. Um, but she says they've been under threat, this shadow, well, since the Soviet Union was all, always over them. And so... They've been under this threat for a long time. Just the facts right now on the ground, just to some background on this. Um, just yesterday, uh, Secretary uh, of Defense Lloyd Austin 
put about 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert, saying be ready to deploy because they expect they expect this, uh, Russia to move on in onto Ukraine. Um, the they you will, mean to roll in with tanks in. and that they, kind of thing? That that's they're very to invade and take over. They are very worried that that's what's going to happen, and that's why he's put these troops on. On alert now, they they will not send them into Ukraine, is what I'm hearing, but they will send them to the NATO countries on the border, really close there, just as a signal. Um, you, and, and there's also been there was also a, um, a the British uncovered a plot for Russia to replace Ukraine's president with a pro-Russian president, basically a coup <clears throat> that they were gonna they were gonna make on on Ukraine. So tensions there are huge, and I mean, just listening to the news the last couple of days, it's like the 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 sense I get is any minute now they could be running tanks across the border. It might not be. I mean, this gamesmanship, political gamesmanship. Uh, you don't know. But all right, what what's uh, Putin's motivation here? What's uh, I think Ed would argue to some extent, Ray, that Putin's been provoked on this one. I, I would have to get. Huh? Well, I, I think. Since Putin has has come back into power, it has been the goal to move back towards a Soviet Union. the The people of Russia, at least some people in Russia, have felt the since the Soviet Union collapsed that they have lost something. Putin wants to be perceived as mm-hmm. a leader of a superpower, in order to achieve at least that in image. He has to be seen as a strongman. Now, the other thing that Russia has put forward quite publicly is it does not want Ukraine to be uh, joining NATO. He sees that as a threat. That's what he's stating publicly. That's very interesting. Uh, The story that we have on uh, American Family News right now, it's an AP story. Russia, the Ukraine's leaders this morning sought to reassure the nation that a feared invasion from neighboring Russia was not imminent. In fact, the uh, country's defense minister said that as of today, there are no grounds to believe that Russia is preparing to invade imminently, noting that its troops have not formed what he called a battle group that could force its way through the border. Now, that's what the defense minister of Ukraine was saying this morning. So some would say, some would say, and I'm not a military expert, that there is a lot of kind of verbal um, positioning, Ga- gamesmanship positioning right now. Okay, uh, I don't think you know the United States government, the Biden administration, is not interested in going to war with Russia. No, they're not. Sign me up for that one. You know, <laughs> they have no interest in going to war with right. Russia. So there's a lot of verbal stuff going on right now. And, wow. and the fact you mentioned yesterday, there's some of these NATO countries, they've sent two F-16s to Belarus. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, a symbol, symbol, symbolic. It, it's uh, symbolic at, at the moment. I, yeah. hope, I hope they're able to settle this. I, I said yesterday, my, my guess is that somehow NATO will state publicly, we have no interest in taking a vote right now on having Ukraine come into NATO. But that's what, isn't that, Ray, what this is about? Uh, Putin doesn't want, uh, the head of Russia, he doesn't want the Ukraine joining NATO. Well, yes, that's true. 
But not only that, points already been made that that the the Russian people to some extent feel like they've lost their place in the world ever since the the collapse of the USSR. So they would like to see Ukraine back inside back inside their system, maybe not as an official part of Russia, but under their control. Because that's crucial land right there. That's right up against Russia. And so it's very true they don't want Ukraine in NATO. But I think more than that, Tim, I think, or at least equal with that, they want they want the Ukraine as a client state that they can fully control. By the way, you're, you're listening to the radio program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's what you're listening to. Today's Issues on AFR. I'm Tim with Fred, Steve, and Ray. Uh, what was it uh, about, what was it about under 10, 12 years ago under President Obama? I mean, when President Obama was in office, didn't Russia take Crimea? Uh, and wasn't right. that a part of the Ukraine, or was how yes, how'd that work? Yes. Go ahead, Ray. Well, yeah, yes to both questions. It was part of Ukraine, and the Russian argument was that historically Crimea has been a part of Russia, and there's a lot of ethnic Russians in on the Crimean Peninsula. No, they just came in and took it, and Ukraine was not ready to go back to war to get that back. I mean, there are already Russian troops in the eastern, the far eastern part of Ukraine. They've been there for several years. That was the case when I was in the country a couple of years ago. 2014, 2014 is when, yes. when Crimea was taken. When? 2014. Okay. And that's when Ukraine had a Russian-friendly leader. So gotcha. that all happened. There, there wasn't a war over that. They no, basically, no. Uh, no. Some, as Ray said, some people argued that uh, the people of Crimea basically were Russian, yes. so they didn't care that mm-hmm. they were being taken. Does the phrase Anschluss mean anything to you from World War II? That was when Germany came in and took over Austri- Austria because mm-hmm. basically they installed or they had a pro-Nazi pr- uh, government in there, and they never had to fire a shot. They just were kind of, quote, invited in, and that's how they took over Austria, it's now, called the Anschluss. The same thing is look looks like what could be did happen in Crimea, and maybe they're trying to set up yeah. for the rest of Ukraine. Uh, the people in, U- in Ukraine do they live free? Basically, uh, is it a Western style democracy? Ray, is that what they live under? Kind of like uh, the other European countries. It, it is a form. It is a form of a Western style democracy. Right? There's been a lot of corruption. I think everybody agrees on that in the central government there. And that's, uh, if you got 10 different people from Ukraine, you might get 10 different answers okay. to that question, but it is at least a form of Western democracy. Well, yesterday, the Ukrainian president, that's what he's called, uh, he had some words. Uh, he was upset that uh, the United States had ordered people to leave the Ukraine mm-hmm. or leave Ukraine. Right. American citizens, get out. That's what Biden was saying. And uh, the Ukrainian president said, uh, oh, you can leave if you want to, but you're safer here than you are in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good line. <laughs> yeah. That was a zinger. That was a zinger heard around the world. Uh, but uh, he was he was upset because it, he said, basically he was saying this is unnecessary. So, Maybe we're all worried about this more than the Ukrainian people or the president of the Ukraine. Maybe, and you said uh, they, they don't see 
you you mentioned the defense guy over there in Ukraine saying he doesn't see them the Russians as getting ready to invade even though they're yeah. building up a lot of forces on the uh, on the border. Let me just say this and I'm listen, I'm just an average Tim, okay? <clears throat> I don't know any I don't uh, I'm just saying I, I don't I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Putin will invade. I think it would be an utter and complete disaster for him internationally to do something like that by invade. I'm talking about send the troops in, roll the tanks in, take over by force. I don't think that's going to happen. Could be wrong uh, because it's, it's certainly, if it's not, they're playing war games, you know, because they are building up mass military assets, that is Russia, on the border as if they're mm-hmm. going to invade. But uh, I think what you talked about earlier is just uh, – Geopolitical gamesmanship, if you will. Uh, Putin has a lot of, you know, he's a very prideful fellow, too. He's a dictator. I don't know. How, I, I thought we were supposed to have elections in. <laughs> but they don't have term limits in Russia, right? Putin will be there. He's a former KGB guy, too, by the way. That's right. He'll be there till he wants to leave or he dies. So, in essence, it's a dictatorship uh, in but in also Russia. I- because any any political enemies of Putin's ends up being poisoned. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it appears uh, the, the west position in this is uh has been diminished in recent months we mentioned just about an hour ago that uh the united states now is somewhat dependent on russia for oil and germany to, germany's to a, a lot of their energy comes from well they just approved this new pipeline from russia so yeah. you know putin is kind of holding some cards here right, right now uh, yeah which, ray did you want to say something else before we moved on here just to say that I think your analysis, Tim, is basically right. I think when it comes to it, it it's hard for me to believe Putin is going to send in 200,000, 300,000, whatever troops. And can you imagine, can you imagine the, 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 the negative response there right. would be uh, around the world? I think he is thinking he can get what he wants without it. And yes. that's probably true. Yes. <laughs> Steve. All right. Um, The uh, United Nations is sending psychologists to the border of the United States and Mexico, to our southern border. Why, you ask? Are they sending psychologists there? I ask why. Well, here's the reason. They are there to try to talk people that are staying in Mexico, the remain in Mexico folks. Yeah. They're saying they're trying to find implanted, repressed memories of government persecution because that is a reason that they're allowed in the United States. Most of the people, and I'm reading here from um, the uh, Citizen Free Press from the Center for Immigration Studies, say that a UN-funded nonprofit um, to the southern border to pay stables of clinical psychologists to help migrants recover repressed memories of government persecution, the mistake, the most common mistake they make is saying they want to come to the United States to make money. That's not a, a reason government persecution is so the united nations is trying to facilitate people coming into this country why that that to me is the real question why is united nations doing this because they're globalists well there you go and they're anti-american uh how many how many of their psychos are going down there it just said a stable I'm sorry. Did I say psychos? I think you might have. I meant it. I meant. I meant uh, that was a intentional slip. I meant psychologist. Yeah. Well, well, the shrinks. The whole uh, science of repressed memory has been debunked 
for years that you can plant ideas in people's heads yeah. and they start believing it's true. Yeah, well, it's just they don't have anything better to do. Who pays for this stuff anyway? Uh, the United Nations, which you contribute to, whether you like uh, it or not. I'm going to develop a bad attitude. <laughs> uh, for the, and it's probably going to last the rest of the day, Fred, telling me. Telling me I, you know what? I, re, I refuse to. Sure, I'm going to rewind that in my head, Fred, and I'm not going to accept that. I'm not okay, we do not receive that. No, we don't receive it. <laughs> we do not receive that. <laughs> we don't receive it. I'm not paying for any uh, United Nations psycho. <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. Uh, if I if I am, I don't want to know about it. Go ahead, Steve. Next story. Let's uh, let's uh, kind of wind five, this. We got five minutes. Let's Steve. wind this thing down. Um, so, you guys familiar with the rocker Neil Young? Well, Neil Young has given oh, yeah. the. He's a Canadian, but I disown him. He's Canadian. Him. He, yes, I disown him. Listen, there's a lot of people who don't have a clue who you're talking about. This is a folk singer, not really a rock star, but I mean, well, a quasi. Well, in, from, from the 60s, part of uh, Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and right. Young. Yeah, so right, right, from, right. from the 60s and 70s. Yes. Right, right, right. And wrote a lot of protest songs. Well, he yeah. is upset with Spotify, which is this music uh, platform you can go and ask for certain artists and they'll put together right. a radio program. Because. Spotify hosts the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, Joe Rogan, um, kind of a, a... He's one of the top podcasts in the world. And he's what they would consider COVID misinformation is is a lot of his stuff. He's kind of telling the truth about COVID. Yeah. So Neil Young says, you can have Young or you can have Rogan, but you can't have both. To which I say... <laughs> <laughs> you say goodbye to Neil Young. To Neil Young, he can yes. Goodbye so you to agree. So you agree with Leonard Skinner? I do. <laughs> hey, then let's just end with this. Do you know? Um, by the way, I had that plan. Good. <laughs> from, well played. Yeah, okay. I had that plan from like an hour ago. I thought that'd be a good line right there. For those who don't know, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I hope Neil Young will remember. Southern man don't need him around anyhow. That's what I'm talking about. That's good. For those who need it laid out. Go ahead, Steve. Great song. Um, Hey, from our friends at the Babylon Bee, I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, You might not have seen it. It's not quite on yet on TV, but it's coming up, an episode of Jeopardy, where Joe Biden, uh, President Biden, guest hosts the show Jeopardy. Uh, But there was a problem with the taping. It was a disaster, they say, Uh because every time someone posed the answer in the form of a question, Joe Biden ran away. Refused to but, but, answer the uh, question. <laughs> We've that's come Babylon full circle. B. And, that's right. Babylon yeah, we B. have come full circle. Fred, <laughs> that Babylon B is funny stuff right there. Those guys are comic geniuses. Uh, uh, Babylon B. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you bring some, some of the, some of the uh, news outlets on the left even label this, the Babylon B, you know, as false information. Yeah, they fact-check them at the Washington Post. They fact-check Post. them. <laughs> They're they're oh they're well known satire. No, he didn't yes. host and the Washington Post fact no, checks the satire site because it's conservative. Uh, all right, okay. Oh, well, listen. Thank you, uh, Fred. Busy show today. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you, Ray. My pleasure. Uh, thanks to let me see if I can get everybody right. Sandy, Chris, Frank, and Brent. Brent Creeley is our producer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred, uh, folks want to get. Check out our news site that you guys head up. What are they, where do they need to go? Go to AFN.net, AFN.net. And you can also sign up for our daily email where we give you a summary of all the big stories of the day. AFN.net, folks. That's our own news site. Our team, Steve and 
Chris and Fred and, and the other uh, staff here, they put together a great news site. So take advantage of it, AFN.net. All right, we uh, hope you have a great Tuesday afternoon. Keep listening to American Family Radio, and we shall see you back here tomorrow. Thank you.